Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back together. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I am good. Finishing, uh, participating in, you know, back to football Saturday. Uh, all the other stuff that we're doing with ITC Live. It's been fun. On the move. Yeah, no, just another day in paradise out here, man. Uh, I can't I, I can't fake it. I can't sit here and go right to football, Buck, when the biggest news story in the Is sports that... world involves oh. these guys right here. It involves my, my Padres, man. Come on, man. I told you this was coming. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let, let you have like a couple minutes to do all your things and have your ticker tape parade and all this other stuff because the trade Juan Soto comes over to the Padres. I didn't even see where the Padres gave up to get him. What did they give up to get him? Our farm system. Oh, gave up everything. <laughs> all up the farm. Everything for Pretty much. Uh, all, all the right. farm. All the young. All the young talent for him. Yeah. Young okay. talent. The so, the young. He's he's 23 years old. So uh, we're okay with that. Three years we got him. So you have him and Tatis and who else? Uh, Manny Machado. I don't know if you heard of him. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's still playing? Yeah, no, yeah. He's probably top five MVP. Uh, okay. Manny Machado. Yeah. So you got Manny Machado, Tatis, and then you got Soto. And we also what added – we also trade for Josh Bell. He's a, he's all-star first baseman. He's hitting over 300. He's got 15 home runs this year. I don't know. If you're into that. Okay. We have an all-star right. second – we have an all-star second baseman and Jake Cronenworth too. If you're – Okay. Do we we got five starters. Yeah, we have five legit starters. So mm. we just haven't so had any offense. We haven't had no. any offense this year, but we're going to go ahead and add Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, and Josh Bell. That that should help a little bit. I'm just maybe a little bit. You think? I mean, yeah. hopefully that it end that that upside down record that you have against uh No, I don't care about that. We're just going to get in the tournament. We just got to get in the tournament. It's like it's like your North Carolina Tar Heels some years. You know, that's cute. Duke won the ACC or whatever. That's neat. (laughs) We'll go ahead and get in the tournament and go win the whole thing. You know, that's that's all. That's all we're worried about. I mean, it is it is a bit of a blockbuster deal. It is. I was surprised when it came through. Uh, I would say that I was a little disappointed because I was holding out hope that maybe Soto would make his way. Um, you got enough. The Dodgers, the Dodgers have enough. They don't need. They don't no, need him. That's at least not, we got a little bit of a quite. fair fight here. I mean, you guys have the best team money can buy. Like, I mean, right now you should be right in the mix. I'm just looking at the standings and I'm trying to figure out like where where are we at. Oh, we're we're in the wild we card. The we're in the wild card. I don't care about the division. Right. We're just got to get in the. We just got to get in the tournament. Oh man, we're 12 games back. All right, we're ways. I mean, we're ways. We're ways behind everybody. We're the second wild card. We're the second wild card right now. There's three wild cards. We got like two and a half game lead, and we're going to add two 23-year-old top five players in baseball. Nobody else can do that. I mean, come on. And the Dodgers, this is what I love about the Dodgers, is they're going to – when people go out of their way to tell you that you're not a threat, you're, you're, you're a threat. Like that's – you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you don't worry about it, you wouldn't talk about us. But they'll, they'll obsess about it and talk about it. I go this weekend. I think they play at the Dodgers this coming weekend. So Tatis uh, won't be that. Tatis won't be back yet. He's going to the minor leagues for rehab, but that'll be uh that'll be electric. That'll be fun. Oh, uh, 
I mean, can I, I guess, can I, tra- yeah. can I translate this to football for you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cause everybody's football fans are going, I don't care about this. Okay. So let me, let me translate this to football. Here's the key. Here's the key thing. I think that we've talked about before in terms of team building is you have to know what phase you're in or, you know, where you are in the, in the process. Right. So what's your windows. And we've talked about teams. We've seen some trades of superstar NFL players. And if you say, okay, our window is not really open right now. We have an asset. It can help us gain a bunch of other assets. So eventually when our window opens, we're ready to go. Well, the Padres kind of looked at it and said, okay, where we are right now, we've got some key guys in their prime. We've got pitchers. You know, I think Darvish and Snell uh, each have a couple years left on their deals there. Still have Musgrove. You have Clevenger right now. They felt like the window's right now. So worry about the future later. Go now. Where the Nationals, they stink and say – you know, even if we, you know, Juan Soto would agree to a deal, which he didn't. If so, if we have him for the next three years, we're not going to win anything. So, what's the point of holding on to an asset like this if we're not going anywhere? I think the same thing in football. You got to know where you are in that process. There's times to be aggressive and go right now, and there's other times to say, "Hey, you know what? Let's have a real assessment. We're not ready yet." Um, so then maybe you know we trade a Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, mm. we, may, we may trade some of these other guys, knowing that you know we we can't win a championship as constructed currently. There, there's truth to that. And I think we've talked about the Rams and the way the Rams have utilized that model to kind of put them over the top. They don't worry about uh, too far in the future. They worry about the here and now. And it's really worked out for them. You think of the deals that they've been able to uh, pull off. It has helped them remain in tension. And last year it paid off in a Super Bowl. And so for your, I was going to say charge, but your Padres, <laughs> look, man, it's Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's World Series of bust. They got to do it right now. They got to make it they happen. Three years. And they so, got a three-year window. They need to hoist a trophy within three years for that all to be worth it. I mean, they got to they got to make it happen. And so the time, the time is now. And so what I love about this is we now have an opportunity to eliminate all of the excuses that is kind of like floated around. I I I mean, I guess it's a robbery, but kind of. I, I don't know if it's a robbery or not. But this little situation with the Dodgers and the Padres. Now it's all even. Kent, I don't have to hear about Mookie Betts and all the things that the Dodgers have done. Now it's even, Steven, and we can kind of see what it is. See if little brother steps up. Yeah, we got. There's lots of stars involved on uh, on both sides of that. So, but I, I do think it's kind of just fascinating. Just kind of see where we are. And then, much like the Rams had the onus on them to hit on fourth, fifth, sixth round picks, undrafted free agents. Like that's how you fill around these guys. Now it's on baseball teams like the Padres. You've got to hit on your draft picks. You've got to hit on your international mm-hmm. signings because you're going to have to have some cheaper guys to sprinkle in around all these high price guys that you're going to have. So it just puts more pressure on your scouting staff to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like you have to be able to develop. You got to be able to develop outside of those early rounds. You got to make sure that your developmental system develops. And it's not just mm-hmm. necessarily identifying talent, but it's helping that talent get to the next level so they can be viable contributors because when you have so much money tied into just a handful of players, yeah, you got to find a way to kind of manufacture and create some of these other contributors, and they have to come within. They got to have quality, cheap compliments is what you got to have. So that's that's a challenge for them. Um, let's get out of baseball. Let's get into football here. Miami Dolphins, uh, news just came down. NFL strips them of a first-round pick uh, this coming season and a third-round pick. Um, in 2024 for violating the integrity of the game. So Stephen Ross also suspended through October 17th. He's fined a million and a half. So NFL came down hard on the Miami Dolphins. I always think when you see a team that loses, that forfeits a draft pick, like the rest of the league, you're sitting there, your second round pick, hey, 
we just moved up a spot. We just got we got a little bonus there. We all moved up one spot. Um, but you know, we kind of laugh a, a little bit about that. But you're the Miami Dolphins, and you're a team that's you know trying to you know be in that mix to take over for the Patriots in this division. I think the Buffalo Bills have that top spot mm-hmm. right now and firmly in their grasp. But there's still a little bit of jockeying for position there. Losing a first round pick's big, man. That hurts. Yeah, it does hurt um, because we we think about this league, particularly at the All Star <laughs> level being a first and second round league, the majority of guys that play in the Pro Bowls are guys that were drafted in the first or second round. And so you lose a guy who should be a blue chip contributor for you uh, for a four or five year period. Well, without that, you now have to figure out a way to make up for that. And so is that taking a future second round pick and turning that into a first this year because there's someone that you identify as being a guy that can be an immediate contributor? Or is it sitting on the sideline but putting more pressure on your scouting staff to really nail the picks outside of that. Can you get it right in the second, third, and fourth rounds? And maybe the collective makes up for the individual that you lost. Yeah, no, that's going to be a challenge for them. And, you know, look, maybe I'm overstating this a little bit, but I think it also, too, is it's a little bit of kind of a negative cloud that just kind of hangs over you. That's always out there. I've been on teams, and, and for different reasons, we traded, you know, we traded first-round picks. So as a scout, I don't know if you've ever – have you ever been on a team, Buck, where you go into the fall without a first-round pick? It sucks, man. I can't remember. Yeah, it makes it hard because, like, you can say, hey, man, this is a good player, but no he shot. probably won't be around for us. Yeah. You know, but you don't know because you still have to do the due diligence and go through it and look and evaluate him and treat him as if, you know, you never know we can make a move. And maybe the Dolphins can make a move. Like, they might have assets. Maybe they have a surplus of players at the wide receiver position that maybe in the middle of the season they can – uh, swap and get some more ammunition to eventually put themselves back in a position to get into the first round. Yeah, but it hurts. It hurts from a long range perspective because you just don't like giving away first round picks. Yeah, no. So it's 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 just a bummer when you when you're out in the fall. You're just getting all excited. You're at, all the scouts are at training camp right now, kind of evaluating their own team before they head out on the road to get out to colleges once they start. And you just you watch all these guys over the summer and you kind of get fired up. Man, I'm going to go in. You know. Uh, you know, Alabama's got this, you know, this, this, this linebacker, the safety that man, he's mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not a top 10 guy. Maybe we'd be picking in the twenties. He could be there. Now you go into the school and you're like, no shot at him. No, no shot, shot at him. No shot at him. But you're right. You still got to do your due diligence. You don't know what trades come down the line. You don't know what injuries factor in and, and guys can, uh, can move around. It's just a weird, it's weird scouting without a first round pick. Um, I want to take a quick break. We have kind of a shorter pod today, but I want to take a quick break. Come back. We're going to talk about your visit to the Jags, and we're going to also look at some of these last place teams and draft them, see uh, who we're big on. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, Buck. Tell me about uh, tell me about your time out in Jacksonville. I always like to get updates. If you're a Jags fan, you love our pod because we give you we give you updates on the Jags all the time. How, how's the quarterback looking? Hey, quarterback looks great, man. He's been great. He's he's um. He's really matured a lot. I think the one thing in talking to Trevor, I had a chance to talk to him on the side. He just talked about how year two, the game has slowed down, how uh, he really loves the system that he's in. And he likes the synergy between uh, Doug Peterson, Mike McCoy, and Press Taylor. He said, you know, you got three different players that are talking to you, but everyone is saying the same thing. And so he said, it just makes it really clear when everyone is on the same page that, you know, we're trying to get it right. And he said, overall, the offense is coming along well. I and, and spending time there on Monday, you can see it beginning to come together. Christian Kirk, I would say, go ahead if you're a fantasy uh, owner, load up on him because he's going to get a bunch of touches. Uh, Travis Etienne looks like the Travis Etienne that we How watched. How are they using him? How are they using him? Uh, 
I said this and I said I would keep it a, a secret, but he's kind of their version of Alvin Kamara in terms of the utilization. He's in the backfield. He's out the backfield. He's running. He's catching the ball out the backfield. He's doing a bunch of different things, and he is really explosive. And with some of the weapons that they have out, he can find themselves in a lot of easy one-on-one wins. And I think the ball will find his way to him because Trevor and he has this – they have this synergy, this connection. Uh, that look, it, it just goes without saying. You can see the rhythm and the time that they put in together from their days at Clemson and how it continued on in Jacksonville. I think he's primed for a big year. Yeah, I'm. You know, I always say this about young quarterbacks when we're evaluating them and who's going to take the next step. Who do you see improvement from? My thing is, you got to look at their roster, how it's built, and say where are the easy completions? Who's going to give this quarterback easy completions? And I think ETN, kind of what you're saying, sounds like he can be that guy. Christian Kirk can be another one that can give you some of those easy completions. Yeah, and don't and don't forget Evan Ingram. Uh, I would say that the one thing that we found uh, for young quarterbacks when they have a big jump. Normally, if you're young and you bring veteran receivers in because you're trying to deal with the trust and the trust for a young quarterback, sometimes with young guys, you don't know if that guy's going to be in the spot. Can you rely on him to be where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there? Well, with a veteran receiver who knows how to play, they get to those spots. And so it kind of accelerates the development of the younger player because now he can let it rip and just rely on the guy to make him right. Uh, Trevor's beginning to do that. And because of that, the offense looks a little different. Yeah, there you go. There's your Jags update for the day. Um, Let's look at these last place teams here, Buck. Um, I want to go through and just have a little draft here. So you you have the teams that finished last place. I'll I'll refresh you here. Got the Jets, the Ravens, the Jags, the Broncos, the Giants, the Lions, the Panthers, the Seahawks. I thought we'd go through, have a little draft here, the best of of the worst kind of who we think takes this next step going forward. Um, I guess the, I know who the first pick is, no matter who's getting I'm going to give it to you, but I know who the first pick is. This is you go know ahead. who that is? Yeah. I'm going to take, take the Ravens. If, I'm going to take the Ravens. Of course. Yes. I'm going to take the Ravens. I mean, they're sitting right there asking to be taken. I'm going to take them. Lamar Jackson comes back. But, man, you can look and see that he is a bigger uh, presence. He's really done a good job of taking care of his body. Uh, Greg Roman's talking about how they're throwing the ball. Now, everyone is very optimistic on their offense and their best players this time of year. But uh, based on the reports and but and what you're hearing from those inside the building, he's coming on. If he plays well, you know, the offense is going to play well. But the fact that they're really kind of getting it going in the pass game, to me, that speaks volumes for how this offense can change. Because if they can become an explosive offense from an aerial attack standpoint to go with the running game that is always kind of rock solid, that's when it becomes problematic for defensive coordinators. Yeah, that's I don't even want to expand on that. That's easy. I'm going to go with my first pick. I'm going to go with the Broncos, uh, a team that Bucky Brooks is always trashing on. He's not a believer in Russell Wilson. He thinks he stinks. He doesn't think the roster's very good. I mean, I've heard uh, but Bucky's been talking about this all summer. I'm not in that know. I'm not in that camp. I, I think know. this I think this roster's really talented. I think they've got they've got backs, they've got receivers. Now you drop Russell Wilson in there defensively, they've got dudes, they've got corners, they've got rushers. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Broncos. It's a killer division, but seven and ten last year. I think they look to flip that this year. So I, I got uh, Denver with my first pick. I know we're we're crunched on time here, Buck. So keep it rolling here. Who do you got next? Well, I, I need to see my list of contenders. Uh, my list of contenders after that. Who 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 who's, who divide? Well, we've option? got we've got we've got left who, on the board. We've got your Jags. We've got the Jets. We've got the Giants. Uh, we've got the Lions, Panthers, Seahawks. Oof. Let's go with the Seahawks. 
No. Okay. I can't go to Seahawks after that. I got to go to Panthers. I'm going to go to Panthers because I think the Panthers are a really good roster. Uh, I think it's all about the quarterback. And I'm really curious to see if Sam Donald or Baker Mayfield is the starter. If it's Baker Mayfield, you get an experienced player who's taking the team to the playoffs. Um, and that certainly matters heading down the stretch. If it's Sam Donald, then what you're getting is a, I call it a bigger, faster, stronger playmaker at the position. But then it's about can he curb the turnovers? Because if the quarterback plays well, whoever it is, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, they have enough weapons around him offensively and defensively to get enough wins. Yeah, I mean, I man, Baker kind of handled himself like he's the he's the guy that's going to come out on top in this competition. I'm anxious to see it. Uh, let's see how these joint practices go once they get there with the Patriots. That'll be uh, that'll be key. All right, so you've got the Ravens and the Panthers. I've got the Broncos, and I'm going to come back. Whew. You know what? I think I'm going to come back, and I'm going to go with the Giants. I know nobody's on the Giants right now. I saw a stat, by the way. Did you see that that side by side board of of Daniel Jones? And Josh Allen at the beginning, like through their first thirty something games. No, I didn't I mean, see it. For everybody kind of kicking dirt on uh, on Daniel Jones, when you see that board that that pops up, let me put it on the network. Uh, where is it here? Let me find it. I, I got it copied here. Okay, through the uh, Daniel Jones uh, through their first thirty eight career games, sixty two point eight percent at Josh Allen sixty point two. Uh, passing yards plus rushing yards per game, almost identical, 247, 248. Touchdown to interception, Daniel Jones 47 or 45 and 29. Josh Allen 51 and 28. Passer rating 84.3 for Daniel Jones, 86.1 for Josh Allen. Darn near identical. He's going to get a chance to play for the same play caller uh, and Brian Dayball there. So that's interesting. You know, I think Daniel Jones kind of been kind of been crapped on a little bit. This will be a big year for him. But of this group of last place teams, I think I'll I'll go with the Giants. Wow. Look at you with the Giants. The Giants love. Uh, I the, like division, the division's just, man. I, yeah. I, I like what they're doing. I like how they're putting together. I think the biggest reason the Giants could be a viable contender coming out of that division is because Wink Martindale. I think what he can do creatively with that defense, he has some weapons at his disposal. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari. Those four defenders can give people problems, and I expect them to give them problems. All right, keep it going here. Let's go finish these up. Who we got left here? We've got the Jets. We've got the Lions. Uh, we've got uh, the Steve I'm going go to go with the Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions after that. And the reason I'm going to go with the Lions is because Dan Campbell has this team trending in the right direction. I know they're going to play hard. I know they're going to be physical. Uh, I believe the quarterback is going to be efficient. And some of the, the, the pieces in the passing game are solid fits if they can run the football. Uh, but running the football really relies on the offensive line. And I think they quiet have put together one of the best offensive lines in football. I think this offensive line is going to enable them to run the football. They're going to be able to impose their will, and they can chew up the clock, play a little keep away. The Lions can win some games. I think I think this is a not a big jump, but this is a significant jump for the Lions this year. I think it get close to the 800 mark, just a 500 mark. I think it get close to 8 and 9, 9 and 8. Yeah, a lot of a lot of young players in key roles. We'll see how they respond. I'm going to go with your Jags just so you can get grief next time you go to Duval that I, that I took the Jags before you did here as my third pick. I, again, I, can't, this is a team, I can't beat a homer. I can't beat a no, homer all the time. Three and fourteen last year. I mean, they're not going fourteen and three, but I, I think they can double their win total. I think they can get to six wins. Um, so I've got the Jags. That leaves us two teams left. Uh, you've got the Jets, and we've got the Seahawks. Buck, what are you thinking? Uh, let's go with this. Let's go to the Jets. And the reason why is because I think the Jets have done some really good stuff uh, when it comes to helping the quarterback. Zach Wilson, 
uh, is going to be a major player. I think he'll get better in his second season as he gets really, really comfortable. And then it's about just putting it together, man, just finishing it. That defense has to play well. I think if they get all that going, I think they've got a chance. All right, so you got Ravens, Panthers, Lions, Jets. I've got Broncos, Giants, Jags, and I'll take the Seahawks off your hands. Seahawks last year, 7-10. and 10. Obviously, Russell Wilson's gone. They bring in a bunch of other pieces. Um, you know, Pete Carroll kind of gets – he gets re-energized when he has young guys. I think that, that'll that help. I think this team gets better as they go along, but I don't think they win the seven games they won last year. I think this team's uh, below that line. So uh, there you have it. There's all the last-place teams. Can I leave you with one happy thought, Buck, before I know we've got production meetings and we got to scoot, but can I leave you with one last thought? What you got? You're big on – we're always big on neighborhoods, right? Like what neighborhood you want to live in, like who you want to be around. Let's go highest OPS plus – <laughs> through through their age 23 season. Tell me if you recognize these names on this list. Ted Williams at the top, Ty Cobb, Mike Trout, Stan Musial, Albert Pujols, Juan Soto, Eddie Matthews, Mickey Mantle, Jimmy Fox, Melot. I don't know. That seems like pretty good company uh, for Soto to be hanging out at. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you want to be on a list with Ty Cobb and Stan Musial and, and Mickey Mantle. I don't know. That seems like good company. You, but what do I know? I'm not a baseball guy. I know. I can't wait to see it. You're so excited about it. That makes me excited that you're excited. If the Just so you know, if the Padres win the World Series, the Chargers win a Super Bowl, and App State beats North Carolina in the opener, I'm done. I'm good. I'm out. That's it. I'm, I'm retiring. That's all she wrote. I'm out. It's your word. It's your I world. Think, I think I think the North Carolina win is probably the most likely of those three, but that's okay. Another topic. It should be. You're the best team in the state. Best team in the state. <laughs> All right, go do your thing, man. Uh, Buck's got to run and do some TV. Appreciate you guys hanging. We had to squeeze an extra pot in today. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.